A giant tree has fallen. Our beloved father Jacob fell asleep in the Lord on January 16th, 2013. Why is this an appropriate message for a Sunday sermon? Because if we attempt to communicate the fullness of the gospel in words only, we shall fall miserably short. Better to talk about someone who lived it in their very being, and we will better understand the nature of the gospel through action. As Gigi Ray writes, he was raised Jewish, Father Jacob. He converted to Eastern Orthodoxy. He was the priest at St. John the Wonderworker Orthodox Church in the Grand Part section of Atlanta. And he ran the Loaves and Fishes program from the basement of the parish. No small feat, given the very small confines in which this program was carried out, not to mention the shoestring budget on which it operated. He was married to a wonderful woman and had a family. All true facts, all important. However, no one fact is more important than the following. He lived Matthew 25, 31 through 40. And in doing so, he taught those of us who lived, whose lives he touched, the importance of doing the same. It reads, the Son of Man will judge the nations. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from another as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these, my brethren, you did it to me. This is Father Jacob's legacy. He lived the gospel in action, and in so doing gave many others the opportunity to serve. He created opportunities for faith and helped us to understand the mystery of God's love in action. He didn't have big budgets or committees that he managed and inspired. He led and let everyone else try and catch up with him. He didn't wait around for people to vote on obedience to Christ. He obeyed and let the chips fall where they may. And the chips that fell were not resistance to such impossible and outlandish ideas of serving the homeless twice daily for over ten years. No, the chips were conviction of our lack of faith and initiative and the blessing of being able to step 
into a ready-made opportunity for service. His heart was big, as was his faith. Sometimes you read stories about saints that seem so outlandish, outlandish as to make you wonder if it were possible or real. I felt that way about Father Jacob sometimes. He incarnated God's love in a way that was way out of my comfort zone. But there was happening before my very eyes. How did he do it? He truly believed what the gospel says and saw Christ in everyone. He was no Pollyanna or delusional in his expectations of humanity. He knew what he was dealing with and trusted God to provide the wisdom and knowledge along the way. He just refused to listen to all the reasons why it wouldn't work and chose to hear the voice of the Master saying, If you have done it to the least of my brethren, you have done it unto me. And I'm guessing for that reason, he had a very different level of communion with God. As, as the scripture says, without faith it is impossible to please God. I'm guessing that God was very pleased with Father Jacob's faith. And Father Jacob's experience of God's love was a tangible reality in his heart. We have lost a great example of Christ in our midst. His life was the best sermon. May his memory inspire us and challenge us to holiness. Memory eternal, dear brother, for you are worthy of blessedness and everlasting memory. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.